0: It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR.
1: All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car
2: phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Steve and Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking.
0: Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win.
2: Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing
1: Sports Center tonight.
0: With Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick.
2: Uh, yes. I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man.
0: And I will. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dan, Chuck Swirsky says hi this is the best sports rap has ever been in my opinion now here's your host Chris Renwick you know we
3: talked a little bit about it yesterday we touched on major league you remember major League Ricky the wild thing Vaughn and Pedro Serrano and and Roger Dorn and the whole crew you remember they were j- that when that team stunk in the movie the ballpark is dead nobody's there you you got you got the whole you got anywhere you want to sit you could sit there was nobody there. It's a bad product. When things change, well, you start getting more butts in the seats. I tell you, this is what we're seeing down at Comerica Park. This is this team is striking a chord with people here. Thank God, I got. It. I mean, look, I'm I'm more excited about it than anybody. Tigers with the straight sweep of the twins. Uh, they go, uh, they beat them one to no, or uh, one to nothing the other night. And then on a double header, uh, uh, five, four, and then seven 0 to nothing today. And look, I you know, they got swept by the twins a couple of days ago. What was the last weekend? And so I, I, I you know, this is, this is how baseball works, but the fact of the matter is you are starting to see you're starting to see a a, a packed Comerica park. D- baseball in the summer in Detroit is great. Baseball in the summer in Detroit, when your team isn't very good, less great, but still pretty good. But boy, when you got a team that is, that is playing competitive baseball, it just makes it a I mean, Nick, I, I, it just makes it better. There's yeah. just a little extra juice. Well, maybe it's everyone
2: coming out from the, the flood of 2021 who, who can finally come
3: outside now and and do something. That's certainly got to be a part of it. But this team, look, they're, they're playing good baseball. Miggy with a walk off the other night. A walk off I mean, blooper. A walk off I mean, blooper. How about that, Miggy? It, you know what? Take them how you get them. It just, th- this team seems like they're having fun. They found a nice little groove to be in. I don't know. Look, I, I, look, this team isn't going to win you any, uh, pennants here. All right. But they're a fun product to watch. They really are. They're, they're a fun team to watch. They're going to grind you out. They're going to, they're going to play nine innings. And I put a lot of that uh, on the, the, the type of, philosophy the type of environment that A.J. Hinch is trying to build yeah
2: well they're most of the time going to play nine innings it was weird uh seeing I uh, seeing the game last night the second game with a doubleheader a walk off in the eighth inning right that that just didn't feel right and thank goodness that uh major league baseball is going to make yes. a change for next year getting rid of the seven inning doubleheaders
3: it's so stupid yeah <laughs> I to be I, it just it just, wrong.
2: Like if you're if you're a fan and you're not like a big baseball fan, or you're not a big tigers fan, but you're at Comerica Park. How do you know what's going on? Like, how do you know no. if you're a fringe fan, you're very confused. Yeah. Like, why are
3: why is everybody going crazy? It's only the eighth inning. Right. Why why are they rushing Miggy? Why is everybody out of the out yeah. of the dugout? No, it is. It's I and look, I am with you. I'm I think Emma, I think. I think they I didn't think that they needed to extend that that I don't know policy Real to short. this year. Yeah. I think it was stupid. But either way, I'm glad they're getting rid of it because it is dumb. Uh but look, I'm excited about this team. And and I don't I, I don't I again I don't think that they're gonna they're not making any postseason run or anything. Then at least it doesn't seem like it. But they're a fun team to watch. And and they got a nice they got a nice thing going so just pay attention to them because they and and go to a game i mean really it's a it's the, the tiger baseball is back to a certain extent here more people out in the in the in the stadium they're allowed to sell it out and and let's do this thing um it was not so great of a scene the other night at the nats padres game did you see this nick yeah um going into the bottom of the 6th inning uh, at the nats padres game uh, gunshots rang out outside, just outside the stadium. And it, it it caused everybody to go into a panic. Three people shot. I, I, the last report I saw that it was, there was, uh, one person was injured. The, 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 extent of those injuries seemed not to be life-threatening. And then a couple other people rolled into the hospital with gunshot injuries and they were still trying to evaluate, uh, you know, whether or not, uh you, you know they were questioning whether or not they were involved in this or whatever. But it was a scary scene. I mean, you, you got players running off the field. Fernando Tatis is is making a, a beeline into the dugout from the outfield. Uh you got people you know, dropping into the dugouts to to find cover, people hiding behind seats in the aisles. I mean it's just a scary scene. Um and and, and Thankfully, it it seems that nobody really is is you know nobody's seriously hurt here, so that is the good news. But uh, it, it sent everybody into a panic. It was n- not a good scene to see. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, I, w- w- we've been banging the Shohei Otani drum for quite some time. Uh. Th- th- this this guy who's doing things that is, is just otherworldly. He's. He's an above average pitcher. He's a whale of a DH. He's a monster at the plate with what thirty three home runs before the All Star break. I mean, this guy does it all. We we we've never seen anything like Shohei Otani, in in at least in modern baseball. I mean, you could you could say that there are some some attributes that are shared between he and Babe Ruth, but it's just a different world. It's a different game. And Shohei, we, we just we we've never seen it. And Nick, I got to be honest; I don't think we're ever going to see it again. I don't. I just don't think this is a. I don't think yeah, this no, this type of production. Level. No, no. Um, you remember at uh, the All Star break, he participated in the home run derby, and he didn't. He didn't make it past the first round. Uh, but at, at with the way that this is set up, the the participants in the home run derby, especially to at least to try to entice these guys to to, to participate. Uh, you get paid. So Shohei Otani, uh, made 150 K off of his home run derby appearance. Mind you, this guy is so woefully underpaid. So woefully underpaid. What's he making? $3 million a year. That yeah, was just a two year, $8
2: ago? million dollar deal. Yeah,
3: It's just, it's, it's an embarrassment. And if the, and I'll tell you what, if the angels were, uh, worth their, uh, they're worth their, worth their salt. They would be restructuring Shohei Otani. All right. That's number one, but this, it, it, you know, a hundred, a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, especially to a baseball player who's only making $3 million a year. When some of the guys uh, in the league who are, are, you know, they're, they're not even, they can't carry Shohei Otani's cleats uh, making bigger money. So with that being said, Shohei Otani takes that $150,000 and distributes it. Uh, distributes it to thirty angels, staffers, equipment folks, media member. You know, media folks, PR guys with the team, uh, it, trainers, whatever it is. Takes the money and splits it thirty ways, and gives it away. I mean, who is this guy?
2: We're not worthy.
3: We are not, we are, we do not deserve Shohei Ohtani. We don't. This guy is incredible. And I'll tell you, I, you know, we've heard these things about you. Stephen A. Smith, this guy can't be the face. This guy, not only he, he is major league baseball. This is what major league baseball should be. This guy is incredible. He should be the face of major league baseball. It's it's in what this guy is doing is incredible. Uh, all right, we got a lot to do tonight. Coming up next, we're going to talk to our guy Art Regner, host of Wood on WordWord. Word. We got some we got some Red Wing stuff to talk about. Steve Eiserman making a trade, NHL draft next weekend. We got the protected list out for the expansion draft. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to do. Colin Morikawa traveling across the pond to win the Open. We got a lot to do here on Sports Rap. Tonight, Chris Renwick, Nick Roddy with you more coming up next on WJR.
0: Now, back to more Sports Rap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick.
3: You know I believe in Steve Iserman. I do uh, I think that there's a there is a master plan in the works here and and uh, we're gonna start seeing some things happen I would imagine uh, over the next season uh, that's gonna that's gonna start shaping the way that this organization is going to be uh, laid out in future years uh, and Steve Iserman made another deal yesterday, trading with the New York Islanders for Nick Letty, uh, and the wings deal Richard panic and a second round pick in this year's NHL draft, which happens to be next weekend. Now, Letty, who's a 30 year old defenseman had 31 points this year, uh, a, a pretty solid player he's on his last year of his deal. So I think the, the the main assumption here is that Laddie will be trade bait mid-season. But when you deal a second-round pick, there are some questions. And when you look at who the Red Wings have left exposed uh, for the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken, which is going to take place here shortly, uh, th- there are some questions that I have. And to help us answer those, some of those questions is our guy, Art Regner over at the Word on Woodward uh with the Red Wing it just uh, it hands on in a whole bunch of cookie jars. Art Regner, how are you my friend? I'm doing well,
1: Chris. How are you?
3: I'm good. Thanks for taking some time with us. So talk to me about this Letty trade. Wings get Nick Letty, they send panic, they send a second round pick to the uh to the Islanders. Uh what do you make of this?
1: Well, I, I actually think if you look at this and, and and I think it's curious in a lot of fronts because when you're dealing with Steve Iserman, he's kind of the outlier GM uh, in the NHL. I mean, he's the guy that really does march through his own drummer. People never know exactly what he's doing or what he's thinking. But I think if you really want to break this trade down, this has everything to do with Mo Sider being on the Red Wings next year. 20 years old, uh, right-handed shooting defenseman. Letty is a left-handed shooting de- defenseman, won a cup with Chicago, a good veteran presence has been on good teams, uh, and is very, very good on the power play. Off the top of my head, I think he had 10 power play points last year with the Islanders. Granted, they're a good team, but he had a goal and I think, 10 assists, which I think might have led the Red Wings as far as power play points. Maybe Hironic had a few more, but... uh... (laughs) Uh, but my point, uh, my point being is, is that I think this has everything to do with Mo Sider having, a, uh, who's a right-handed shot, having a, a veteran left-handed shot. Many of us thought it might be Mark Stahl, and that could still be a possibility. Mark Stahl could certainly uh, be signed by the Red Wings. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent, but I, I think that's they needed a mentor. Steve wanted to get a couple of veteran defensemen here and uh, a mentor for cider plus some veterans. So it makes sense on that. Now they you know there's all kinds of speculation and uh, Chris, you alluded to it that uh perhaps uh you know at the trade deadline next year because he'll be an unrestricted free agent, uh, he being Letty uh, that uh, that they could make a move and maybe retain that second round pick that they lost. Now the Red Wings have three third uh, second round picks uh, this is the edmonton pick which is the the third in the second round so to speak they'll take their pick obviously then they'll take the rangers pick and then a few picks later i don't know where it falls i it's, it's like 50th or something like that um they'll uh, uh you know that that now goes to uh uh obviously that 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 yeah. goes to um uh, uh, uh the islanders
3: so let me let me ask you this because th- my initial reaction was, first of all, I love the deal. I love the trade. I, my, my initial gut reaction was 30-year-old veteran, won a cup. He's a good player. He's a lefty. You look at, at, at where this team is at, and you deal. The, 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 the interesting piece of all of this was the second-round pick. A second round pick in the NHL is a valuable pick. It's a high it that's it, a valuable pick. And so I looked at it and I said, geez, you know, to deal a second round pick for a 30-year-old player in the hopes of in a few months turning him around for a first round pick, it just didn't seem like the added value was there. Is there not my, my initial reaction was this is gonna be a trade and sign here. I understand the Red Wings are aren't aren't in a place to be signing you know a lot of guys uh, because their their roster just isn't at that point yet. But is Nick Letty perhaps kind of the first domino to fall? Is this is this a situation where they could
1: sign him to a three year deal? I understand your your line of thinking, but however, I think Steve's whole thing about and and, and uh, granted acquiring players, everybody's on a short term deal now. He wants one mm-hmm. or two year deals with everybody if he can if he can mm-hmm. help it. Uh, uh you know, now could Letty be the exception to the rule? Certainly, it depends. And Steve's going to be able to judge how much, uh, uh you know, in the Red Wing uh, hierarchy, how much he has left really left in the tank, because he mm-hmm. is going to see a very increased role here in here on the Detroit Red Wings. He's going to get a lot of ice time. Not that I think he was second on. Uh, on the team in, in the Islanders. So he, he's used to logging over 20 minutes a game. He's going to be on the top power play unit or or one of the first two power play units, obviously. Um, you know, a mentor for Sider. So I think that it is curious, though, Chris, I will say this. In the beginning, uh, you know, talking amongst, uh, uh, you know, the people that cover the team and asking him what Yeah, you thought, hockey
3: elites, that's yeah, who it is. Yeah, you we hockey were,
1: elites. People were thinking maybe there's a third team involved in this that Steve mm-hmm. took Letty because the Islanders wanted to not lose Letty for anything, you know, for nothing and, and keep him unexposed in the expansion draft. So maybe what they were doing is, is is maybe Steve took Letty to move him to another team. And when the trade moratorium ends, I believe on four o'clock on Thursday, um, you know, you could see a flurry of activity on the, uh, on the 22nd of July, maybe Letty is moved. However, Nick Letty spoke to the Detroit press earlier today in a zoom conference. I don't know if they'd go to all that trouble, you know, to, you know, to, sure. to, to, to you know, I, I, you know, one thing is that they're not a cosmetic industry, especially under Steve, like, okay, here's Letty. And then we're going to move him four days later. I don't think they would do that. Uh, right. So, uh so I think Letty is at least here to stay, see what he has. But again, for me, he wanted veteran defensemen. He got himself a pretty good veteran defenseman in Nick Letty. And uh I I and, and I think a lot of Red Wing fans remember Letty as a Blackhawk, uh, who was, right. you know was was, was, was pretty good. Uh, so uh, I, I think this has a lot to do with uh, uh, mentoring cider as well. So uh but but, but it ch- could have could it, you know, look, look, Chris, with Steve, you never know. If Letty comes in here and knocks our socks off, everybody's socks off, and and Sider, who actually, uh, he played with, in Sweden, he played with a veteran defenseman, Jelena, I forget his first name, not Martin Jelena, but I mean, but, uh, uh, and Sider was just to the moon with how much he mentored him and how much it really meant to him and really settled him down, so that's important, that's important because most Sider is the future of the team, and if Nick Letty can kind of accelerate that future a little bit as far as giving uh, a cider a, a lot of good um, mentorship and also of the ways of the NHL and and, and you know bring him up to snuff rather quickly. That's a good move. That's because most cider, as I said, is the future of the Detroit Red Wings on the back end.
3: I've ha- I've had a thing for Nick Luddy so I'm I'm excited he's going to be here in the Motor City. Uh The Red Wings have. Uh, released their uh, their list of players available to the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. And there's a couple interesting players on here that I want to just touch with you. Uh, you've got Nemestikov on here. You've got Shvetsnikov on here. Uh, and you've got Dennis Chalovsky on here, in, in, in addition to a couple other names like uh, Danny DeKaiser, uh, Dylan McElrath, and uh, a, a, another name who a lot of Red Wings fans know, of course, Darren Helm and Luke Glendening. Um, what, what was surprising to you, uh, or, or what have you gleaned from this list
1: that the Red Wings uh, have released? I'm not surprised by this list at all, except when they acquired Letty, they had to protect him. And then it came down to Dennis Chalowski or Gus Lindstrom. Which one of the two young defensemen was Steve going to list unprotected? I am thinking, you know, I I thought all along that if that were to happen, and I've only been thinking this for about 24 hours after the Letty deal, right? it was probably going to be Dennis. Uh, And the reason I say that was when Steve last spoke to the media, he said that uh, uh, Giovanni Smith, Gus Lindstrom and Janice Chalowski are all three out of options, meaning that if they don't make the Red Wings out of training camp, they have to clear waivers before they can be sent back to Grand Rapids. And then Steve said something, which for Steve is pretty insightful, and we were surprised that he said it, uh, that, look, they're going to have to be pretty bad not to make our team out of training camp. Meaning right. that, you know, hey, because I, I would expect if those three guys would not clear waivers, all three of them would have been claimed by a team. Uh, and so, uh, so that's why I figured, okay, well then, you know, they're going to go seven, seven forwards, three defensemen and a goaltender. The three defensemen are going to be the young guys, Philip Mm Hironic, which is a no brainer, uh, Lindstrom, who's always looked good. He's not flashy, but he's always, you know, he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's cool, calm and collected back there on the blue line. And, you know, and Dennis who's upside as a power play specialist in offensive game, uh, is, is there. You know dennis definitely has talent to be in this league the question is is can he put it together uh so uh but when Letty came you knew that one of the two either as i said uh, uh chelowski or Lindstrom, would be gone and i guess based on the way he's been up and down in detroit i'm not surprised that dennis chelowski at least in the protection list was the odd defenseman out
3: uh, well, interesting stuff. Uh, the other part of all of this, of course, is we've got the NHL draft next weekend. Uh, and there are a number of players at six. I think the Red Wings would like, uh, with your finger on the pulse as always, uh, Art Regner, um, what, what do you, uh, what, what are your, uh, your feelers and wh- wh- how do you think this thing's going to shake out next weekend for the, for the wings?
1: I would say this, uh, you know, and real quickly, uh, Chris, another player that, Seattle might claim would be Troy Stetcher too. Troy Stetcher mm-hmm. was left unprotected, and you know, his stock has risen since the world championship where he helped lead Canada to the gold medal, uh, especially the goal he set up, the overtime goal uh, in overtime against Russia. Uh, but uh, so, Troy Stetcher, Troy Stetcher or Dennis, I, I believe, is gonna the, the, it's one of those guys is gonna be be gone. I don't think Nemetsikov. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little disappointing. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to claim a, a forward from Detroit. I think they'll go D. Uh, getting to your question now, I, I mean, I'm a goaltending freak. Jesper mm-hmm. Wallstadt, everything I've read, you know, he's the, uh, uh, you know, since Carey Price, there hasn't been a, a, a goaltending prospect thought of this high. Steve has drafted a goaltender in the first round. Granted, it wasn't six overall. It was 19th with Vasilevsky, a pick mm-hmm. that he acquired from Detroit for Kyle Quincy. Uh, but, you know, again, we're talking about Steve's so we don't know what he's going to do and uh Wallstedt played in the swedish hockey league at 18 a league that is comprised of men of men and he's a goaltender 18 year old goaltender his numbers were for an 18 year old against men were phenomenal uh i would roll the dice i would take jesper wallstat now if steve doesn't go that way If Luke Hughes falls, I think maybe he goes with the young Hughes brother. I mean, he has a lot of offensive upside and potential, too. Uh, You know, and let's be honest. I mean, after passing on Quinn Hughes, and I love Phil Zadina, by the way, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't know. is, Is Luke Hughes too tempting to pass up for the Red Wings? But I think when it's at the end of the day, they need help up front. They need centers. They need people that can score. I mean, the, the, the pick right now everybody thinks is Mason McTavish, the, the young center, Peterborough pete uh, uh, Steve played for the Peets. Larry Murphy played for the Peets. Mickey Redmond played for the Peets. I mean, you know, so uh, I, I don't know if there's any sentimentality there with Steve. I doubt there is. But, you know, Mason McTavish seems to be the hot pick right now. I think if William Eklund falls down, he would be somebody, although he's rather smallish. He's, comp- he's supposed to be the most NHL-ready forward. You know, he's a dynamo with the puck. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, Dylan Gunther, who who is a good offensive weapon. But the guy that I really think that uh, that they might take, surprise everybody, could be Kent Johnson of uh, the University of Michigan. He's a center, too. Uh, played wing for Andy Berniers. If Berniers falls, yeah. maybe he goes. But, you know, they're going to go up front if they don't go with the goal. Yeah. Owen Power, the number one pick? Without question, yes. And, and thank God it's from Buffalo because that means he's going to come back to Michigan for a year. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt.
3: Artie, thank you for your time. I always appreciate talking with you.
1: My pleasure, Chris. You take care.
3: All right, more on sports rap next.
0: Now back to more sports rap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick.
3: I'm just, look, I'm just saying, if you're listening to sports rap, We're we're, we're doing this thing. We're going to get through the NBA finals together, hand in hand. Try to make a little extra scratch here. How about that game last night, Nick? It It was quite the ending. You know what it felt like? It felt like a a heavyweight boxing match. It's just like jabs being thrown. You got a couple haymakers in there. You got, you know, it's like Floyd Mayweather dancing around. I'm just, look, look.
4: It's I love like they have a
2: heavyweight boxing match with like someone tripping at the end to end it. It's well like shoving sure. their toe at the end. Like the ending <laughs> it just kind of felt
3: underwhelming. And then and then passing out. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is what I've been saying of the Phoenix Suns this whole series. I just feel like they've reached their ceiling. I feel like they've they've gotten to a point where they they'll they'll shoot their shot, pun intended. But it just seems that Milwaukee's a little, they got a little extra. There's a little more there. Little extra gas in the tank. They're just, they, they've got a little more fight to them. And last night was case in point. And I'll tell you, look, Milwaukee won that thing by the skin of their teeth. All right? And at the end, it, it's it's something that, that I harp on all the time, especially in, in like March Madness, tourney time, the whole thing. Your free throws matter. When you start missing free throws, especially down the stretch, that's how you get beat. And Giannis is up there just throwing bricks. Can't make a free throw at the end of the game to save his life. And again, uh, it was a big play. Drew Holiday, uh, I don't know what uh, Devin Booker was doing with the ball at the end, all loosey-goosey, but Drew Holiday strips it, takes it down the floor, lob, alley-oop, smash. Chris Paul foul and the game's over, which was a crazy pass to make to begin with.
2: I mean, they were under the shot clock. They did not need that pass. Right. They were no. one with 13. Up one with 13 yes. it
3: out. Well, that was, he, he made the pass through the alley-oop and one, I, I think, you know, it's funny, be, it's funny you say that because obviously getting the two points was going to be big there. And again, throwing up the ball like that, it was Giannis was going to at least grab it. I mean, whether or not he was going to put it in, it was, there was nobody else in the, in the vicinity that was going to make a play on that ball. Yeah. But thinking, but I, good. I hear what you're saying. I do. I, because when drew holiday was streaking across, uh, the center stripe, my thought was, oh, he's going to make a play here. And sure enough, he threw it up. But my, my, my initial thought was okay. Running out at least, at least draw the foul. Yeah. When um,
2: Drew holiday though, the Bucks sign him last year to a four year, $160 million contract. And a lot of people yeah. are scratching their head. Like drew holiday. Like, yeah, what, what? And they needed a, a point guard first. Like yep. they, they've got enough offense with Giannis and Middleton. They need someone to facilitate that offense and defense i mean that defensive play by drew holiday won the game yes absolutely so off apparently up one with uh i think the steal happened with 16.7 yeah. seconds left yep yep devin booker and chris paul were kind of feeling it at that point yep devin booker was for sure
3: yeah um but he he, well, he didn't take care of the ball at the end um Look, I, I, I look. I said this yesterday. I thought if the Suns won that game, this is going to seven. If Milwaukee comes out of Phoenix with a dub, I think this is over in six. And I, I look, I took Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee. I, I just I, there's just something about that team and the way they're playing, and the way that Giannis is just Giannis is the catalyst to that whole thing. I mean, Chris Middleton has had a really nice game. Drew Holiday came big last night. But but Giannis, they go where Giannis goes, and he's he's putting this team on his back. Again, you can't miss your free throws at the, the end of the game. <sighs> uh, <laughs> well, I, I like how the the fans
2: have started catching on to counting to ten really quickly when Giannis goes to the free throw yes. line. It's yes. no longer ten like that. When they count to ten, it's more like eight seconds because they're counting right.
3: Really quickly. <laughs> right. But you know, again, look, uh game six is gonna be it's gonna be a dog fight. I'm look, I'm excited. I, I again I think I think Milwaukee's gonna close this thing out in six at home. Um because I again I think at this point, Phoenix has just thrown everything they can at him. They've they they've, they've 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 this is where they are. They've thrown everything they have, and it's still not quite enough. So there it is. Bucks and six. That's the pick. It was an excellent game. It really was. Seven, you think it's going seven? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, All right, more to come here on Sports Wrap. By the way, Colin, how about Colin Morikawa? This guy is unbelievable, and I want to talk to our friends at Spin on Golf coming up next, because I've got a couple of questions for them, and and just the the state of golf post Tiger Woods. I got a couple things that we got to talk about. Colin Morca wins the open out of Royal St. George's. And Louis Oosthuizen falls on his face again. More sports rap coming up next.
0: Now back to more sports rap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick.
3: Colin Morikawa goes across the pond, Royal St. George's, and wins the Open. Just like that. Second major, fifth tournament win. Dude's 24 years old. And if there is one trait that I most uh, enjoy watching in Colin Morikawa, and I look, I don't think it's fair to compare any of these guys to, you know, vintage Tiger. But Colin Morikawa has this thing about him. He's got this this uh, unshakable determination. He just is never. He's never, uh, you know, phased. He's never rattled. He's very composed, and he he is fearless. On the other side, Louis Oosthuizen, the three day leader, bleeps the bet again. He's got six second place finishes in majors. He's got two tied for seconds at the PGA championships. He's got two solo uh, second place finishes at the U S open. And he's got three tied for third place finishes at the open. And I, you know, he just, he just can't finish. Can't finish. You feel for the guy. But geez, when, when the rubber hits the road, day four, you gotta make some plays. You gotta make some putts. You gotta you gotta you gotta take some chances. And he just he just hasn't been able to to capitalize on day four. Uh coming up next, seven o'clock, spin on golf. Uh our guy Sean Belegian, Jordan Young, Mike Faye, BC, uh everybody out at Willow Metro Parks uh at the golf course there this afternoon. What's up, fellas? Chris, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I mean, look, I I know that you guys had some thoughts about the ending of the open, and 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 Colin Morikawa goes out, gets his second major.
4: You know what? It, it, just to piggyback on what you were saying with Louie, it, it you want to say poor Louis, okay, but you had he, I mean, the guy's a, a heck of a golfer. He he's just sure. a good golfer. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But how many times does this happen? And Chris, you and I were talking about it off the year. You know, Mike. I don't know if you saw this. You you, you kind of saw Spieth and Morikawa meet the moment and go like this, and you mm-hmm. saw Louis meet the moment and go like that. You watched it happen in real time, and I don't know stuff like that. It, it's it's unsettling. It's not like he had a meltdown or anything like that. We're not going to be talking about oh Vandeveld or you know anything like that. But it's just. Two guys met the moment and kicked it up a notch, and another guy met the moment and, and dropped it a notch. Mike, that would be the best way. I would I would recap it. Yeah, Louie didn't have a very good front nine to start. You know what I mean? And then he had to come back in there. I mean, I, I give it up for Speed
3: speed, speed had a couple bogeys, I believe, on the front, and then makes it evil yeah. and then just goes nuts. Yep, and you're right. And that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but, you know, Morikawa, I mean... You're right, Chris. Nothing faces him. (laughs) No, nothing. He's quiet assassin. Not a
5: damn thing. What's this guy's nickname going to be? I'm waiting for it because this guy is. I like that a quiet, quiet assassin out of Chris there. Morikawa. I mean, it's more about him than it is about Louis. I think. Hey, not everybody can shoot four under. You got Morikawa, Spieth, and Rom. They all shoot four under. uh, Final day or final round of the of a major in the Open okay, somebody's got to shoot over par, so it's Louie. Mm-hmm. He shoots one over, he makes three bogeys. You know, he struggled out of the bunker there. You know, they even called it on the telecast. I, I watched, like, six shots. That was one of them. The other one was one off the flag stick. But they kind of called it, oh, Louie, like, this is tough. He's in the bunker, remember last time? And sure enough, <whistles> over the over the green, and he's in the other side.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
5: Here, here we go, bogey. Okay.
3: <laughs> you, you know, what's interesting, and, and Nick and I, when we were doing our show prep, uh, earlier today we were we were talking about it, golf has changed golf has changed even in the last 10 15 years and and after tiger you know kind of you know a- after the 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 whole implosion around tiger woods um it was like well who's gonna carry that that torch next well it was Rory Rory was gonna be the guy, and then when then Rory uh was there for a bit and then he fell off, and then it was Speeth, and then after Speet, it was you know guys like DJ, And, and then it was like there was always going to be somebody who was gonna carry that 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 dominant uh that player torch, right? And I don't know that we actually can be at that level. I don't think that I think there are so many good players on the tour. That you're going to get guys every week that are going to be in contention, just because the caliber of of play is way up. But is it then? But my question is: Is Colin Morikawa the next guy? Is he the guy that's going to lead the pack here for a certain amount of time?
4: Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how you can He's a star already. Yeah. It, Chris. The one thing I, I sent this in a text earlier. I'm sure you know this, but I, I was just amazed at this. He is the first golfer. The first golfer. To win two majors in his first try, come on, that's insane. Yeah, his first time at the Open, and 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 obviously he did it. You know, he did it with the PGA as well. I mean, mm-hmm. first time out, you win the major. It, it it's insane. Yeah, he's he, full fledged stud at the age of twenty four. Look at Lee Westwood, BC's pick, uh,
5: and then how long it took DJ to win. Yeah, right. And DJ was good for a long time. Morikawa's won early, and then you know you look at Usti, who's still trying to trying to Mm -hmm. win that that elusive major. The guys are good. Winning is not that easy, especially when you've got twenty to thirty guys just gunning right here every week that are that are you know rolling.
3: Well, that's kind of what I mean too. He's Young. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. No, that's a good point, right, Chris? Yeah, twenty-four
5: years old. And he he's speaks like he's coolings. been on the radio
3: like for years. <laughs> Yo, and shout out Colin Morikawa for calling it the British Open. Did you hear yes. that in the trophy yes. ceremony? Yes. That's my
4: guy right there. You, when did that start, by the way? We were having a discussion. When did, when did it, like, they just start referring to themselves. It was always a British Open growing up. And then suddenly, a few years ago, it just became the Open.
5: Well, I think some other nations.
4: I,
3: I don't. Do the said. Brits need any help to be more pompous? I'm not sure that they. No, I, that's, that's <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> built in. <laughs> uh, but look, I I know you guys got a lot of stuff going on coming up. What are, what are we talking about on spin on golf tonight?
4: Uh, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the British Open. <laughs> the british open uh we are going to be talking about some of the great things going on at the metro parks as well an old friend will be joining us uh she's been on with us before and uh tell us about all the great things going on uh exciting times in the lpga i like to affectionately call that the mike faye segment so we there's a in lot Michigan of stuff too, going on up yeah right right yeah. in midland yeah, yeah. So yeah. lots yeah, of backyard. lots of stuff to do until eight o'clock tonight
3: by the way, the mid the Midland Country Club looked fantastic, didn't it? Did. It, mm-hmm. it, it did. looked,
4: it was beautiful. Let's just start calling it the Country Club. Do you want to just you <laughs> want to just start calling it the Country Club? The Let's Country Club. And Love and to it. come back off after
5: all the floodings last year too, absolutely, there, which is pretty mm-hmm. spectacular. Yeah, no, that's a good point.
3: That's yeah. a great point. Uh, well, look, I I uh, I'm excited to listen to to some of the breakdown on the Open and and BC's. Oh, jeez, BC's letting us have it. Yeah, it's, of course. Uh, it, yeah, I think he called. What did he call me? An idiot. He's said, idiot. <laughs> yeah. It's the
5: Open. Oh, uh, it's traditionally the did Open. It's, it's not it's, the British.
1: It's, it's the Open. It's be the British. He's the only guy that
5: eats dinner during the show.
4: It's the Open.
1: British <laughs> <laughs> Open. <laughs> it's not the British Open.
5: It's the, the open. open. It is the Open. <laughs> I agree. In the whole yeah. time. Oh yeah. The frickin'
1: U.S. Really? Open.
3: They copied. <laughs> what, what do we got there on the plate, BC? Real quick, we got to go.
4: Oh, meatballs, lasagna. Awesome. Add boy. Add <laughs> a boy. Look at his right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spin on
3: golf coming up next. Have a good week. <laughs>